Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season, and this is the time for teams to prove if they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. The New York Knicks are one of the biggest underdog surprises of the season. So you could probably make some money off the backs of players like R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Julius Randle. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 39. Special episode where Andy and I kind of discuss the NHL's future with ESPN as they leave NBC Sports and, you know, start a new era of, you know, nationally broadcasted hockey. And, you know, I do think it's a very exciting time to be a hockey fan and have ESPN kind of back in our life. Uh, I know Andy and I are one of the uh, the many lucky hockey fans who kind of grew up with ESPN and, and the NHL working together and so many memorable analysts and, and, and play-by-play guys that, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get, you know, get back in the booth. And uh, I know, Andy, you were excited about this and, you know, I was kind of excited, but there are questions that I have that I think, you know, you'll be able to answer or help clarify for me as uh you know, as this new dawn approaches, I believe it starts next year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's funny. I've been so hyped yeah. about this. Yeah, so it does, and I I do know that NBC will still retain the rights to do some games, so it's not a hundred percent. I forget what the breakdown is for mm-hmm. how many games each you know uh, each network gets respectively, but uh, I am obviously excited 
just because you know the NHL has been with NBC long enough, uh, and for some, for all the good things they do, and which I when put on the spot, it's like what good has NBC or what has NBC? How has it benefited the National Hockey League? Um, I mean they they what they do best are those maybe those feel good pieces and the little montages. They do a good job with that. But other than that, in terms of just analysts and visibility uh, and, uh, yeah, just overall translating the excitement of the game, I don't, I think they've done a, a horrendous job. You know, it's just, I don't really, it just doesn't, it kind of lacks, it's lacked personality. And obviously, from a visibility standpoint, ESPN is a, just a different animal. It can definitely expose them to a, a market of fans that uh that they you know that just their reach that their reach is definitely beyond that of nbc sports so um it's yeah especially with it's just one of those places where it can be synonymous with the, the demo they're trying to really attract um so it's i'm obviously excited for that reason i mean but superficially i'm only excited because this means i could potentially have gary thorne back in my life calling yes. hockey the way things should be uh and i'm sure we'll talk about that because that's a, a huge deal so um but yeah i mean i'm excited for a myriad of reasons um yes i, I do suffer from please like my sports syndrome so i do i am curious to see what espn can do for the national hockey league this time around and yeah part of it's also nostalgia which is probably not fair just because it was growing up uh with you know hockey night on espn and Grass and just that the music and the intro and Gary Thorne and Bill Clement and it's just yeah so it, it always has that place in my heart and yeah I'm just we've had this NBC Sports and Milbury and Keith Jones and all these people and Doc's gone now and it's just yeah it's just it just feels like it's time for something new yeah I agree it's kind of grown stale over the last few years and um, even the playoffs you know you'd always you always get uh, that excitement. I think it'll be rejuvenated and back again with ESPN. Now, I do have a lot of questions for you, about 10 of them or so, because you know I do am a little skeptical on the future of ESPN and what this move is ultimately all about, because I see ESPN kind of being uh, using the NHL as a little bit of a guinea pig uh, to explore different... Um, uh, handling the league a little bit different in terms of nationally broadcasted games, whether that be through streaming and different apps and and seeing how many people over the years will um, purchase a streaming app to watch NHL hockey. And I do think, you know, the NHL has been, I will give the NHL credit because I feel like we are, we are a little bit pioneers with the rest of the uh, sports leagues. You know, we were the first to go into Vegas and that kind of opened up the door. And now you saw the NFL is moving there. I, I won't be surprised if uh, A-Rod brings the Timberwolves over to Vegas. You know, I, I do think the NHL does open the doors and the rest of the league kind of looks and sees the, the moves the NHL aren't really afraid to make. So I'll give the NHL credit there. And I do think ESPN is going to be using the NHL to kind of um, see if they can shift into the streaming age and and i don't know if you do you agree with me with that or you know because do you think sports in general will go into uh more of a streaming age uh over the next decade 
I mean, I definitely agree. I th- think I agree with both both points. I do agree. We'll, we are going to see it. I could see it as being a ploy to get uh, fans to sign up for what is it, ESPN Plus through Hulu, yeah, especially and then Disney Plus, make it part also. of that package, Disney or Disney Plus as well. But at the same time, I also see most sports moving in that direction mm-hmm. because. Yeah, I mean, it's convenient now that when I'm stuck at work, I can watch Ranger games on my phone on MSG Go. And yes, there is an NBC Sports app as well, which you can use. But at the same time, it's honestly, it's like the rest of the collection on sports on NBC Sports are um, how do, are just they're not my thing. You know, I'll say I'll say as nicely as I can, because I don't care about I'm not a big golf guy. Don't really care about horse racing. Don't care about formula racing, you know, whereas, however, the rest of the collection from yeah obviously it's i would be interested on whatever the the national you know nba game uh that's on espn or march madness or watching college hockey on espn just all these things you know so it's it's definitely much more in my wheelhouse so yeah i would be more reticent to or excuse me i wouldn't be reticent i would actually be more enthusiastic about spending my money on those things or considering i already have like a Disney Plus or a Hulu, if it's just an extra whatever two bucks, as opposed to just getting a dedicated app, it's an easier yeah, it's an easier pill to swallow. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like it's, I do see it being a bit of a guinea pig, but at the same time, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing because I still think their reach overall, they will get games on television, especially during the playoffs. Uh, and yeah, it's just like I said, it's NBC has had their kicks at the can, and it's just kind of been the same thing over and over. It's like. You know, it's like, ah, well, what a great a- day to be outside for the, the winter classic, you know, game. And then, oh, you know, it's like, here's a, a float, you know, of kids playing hockey for the Thanksgiving showdown and the Macy's parade. And yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just outside of, there's not, yeah, there's not too many positives. I can, you know, Doc and Forslund, maybe some of the only two positives I can really look to. Because I definitely I don't get much out of their intermission reports. I would much rather have intermission reports from the local teams that cover them because they, yeah, they just it's more insightful. Right. No, I I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, I, I did want to ask you like what what more do you want ESPN to do compared to NBC Sports? Because when I think of NBC Sports covering the NHL, um, I think of almost like goofball, uh it's like goofball coverage you know i kind of feel like they play kind of like dumb games sometimes uh you know it was kind of brutal with uh jeremy roenick doing these one-on-one awkward interviews where you know he's trying to almost be a little bit too corporate and you know i kind of just want to see two you know people talking about the game of hockey and not like playing bubble hockey and being like so you know I heard you like shoes. What kind of shoes are you getting? You know, like, what do you wear to the game? Like, it's just like, kind of like, it's too, I don't know. It's too, I don't even know the word. It's too goofy for me. Um, Yeah. So I I, 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 I would definitely agree with that. No. So I, you know, looking at ESPN and, you know, what they're maybe capable of doing. I I just think like, maybe it would be great to have a non-sports person, you know, kind of interviewing some of these players and just, you know, even bring on like, I don't know, you know, women from the Olympic hockey team to just kind of interview um, like the the men and just like, you know, talk to them and, you know, 
you know when like two hockey players have good structural like conversation about the game and the mentality of it because i do think a player interviewing another player gives a a cool dynamic like when you see boomer sison you know interview a tom brady it's like they both are quarterbacks you know they both understand what the kind of the other person is going through i do think it's a, a really cool opportunity you know to maybe get you know players from different spectrums to just kind of talk about you know their life as as hockey players you know um so i i want i want nbc the nbc goofiness to end and i kind of want them to take it serious i want to get more involved with these players yeah i definitely think that's no one i don't think uh, the mike milberries and ronix of the world will be missed uh I one thing I want to see because I had mentioned college hockey. I want to see a little bit more synergy between the National Hockey League and yeah, the rest of the hockey world, especially the mm-hmm. developmental hockey world. You know, the CHL, college hockey. I want to see a little bit more synergy. I want more footage of that. It'd be nice to, to for them to talk about. You have, uh, you know, I want to see more examples of you know this kid is coming up and will play a big part for x team that's playing tonight you know that's good for the fans i think it's good i definitely think it's good because you just look at the the synergistic um uh i guess relationship that college football has with the nfl or how just yeah and college basketball has with the nba and the the nhl doesn't have that really it's just yeah and you can make all the claims you want like oh well that's it's you know you have you know, Europe is such a bigger component than, say, just uh, obviously it's almost a non-factor for the the NFL and college football. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you only have a handful of players from from European leagues for the NBA, whereas, you know, such a large portion of the NHL comes from overseas. But you have to start somewhere. And I think that's a great start. So to like you and like you said, I mean, even in the in the in the 90s, the just the Hockey Night Live or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, that show just had more personality and I liked that it was, it was just, yeah, it was just more about, it just didn't cater. It wasn't like the same fan service. Like these two teams are playing this game tonight. So we do a small segment on them. Right. Or this one, we, a small spotlight on one player from their team. Then we kind of do like a glance over the league, uh, that just kind of wraps up the highlight. It's, it almost feels more like a, a, a longer drawn out version of the MSG, uh, uh, 360, you know, or 160, whatever it is. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, Bill Pito, the MSG yeah. 160, uh, which is, I don't care. I can do that on my own. I can pull up Reddit and read those things. I want content that I wouldn't get from that. And, and that doesn't, and to your point, that doesn't mean it, you know, goofy content of, you know, asking them to, you know, Ronick and, and an NHL player, like doing bumper cars or mini golf for some reason. And then Ronick ending up on his back flailing and being like, Oh man, you got me on that one. You know, it's yeah. just like, that doesn't, yeah, that's not what I want. Uh, yeah. You have a opportunity to do something different. And like I said, now you have the, the reach of ESPN and use it. I mean, and I, I do think a big, obviously that that starts with setting the tone, say what you will about Sportsnet's coverage of, but obviously when they go inside the studio there, it feels like it feels serious. You have Friedman, you have Marek, you have David Amber, you have you just have the whole panel there and they kind of cover the game. And there has there's a tone of like, you know, that this is important, whereas just kind of going to that Keith and uh, uh, 
the rest, of, you know, I can't. That's the thing. I even forget their names because they're just forgetful. I've I've been watching. Who who's the the blonde guy that 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 kind of oversees everything? You know what I'm oh, saying on the um, NBC. Oh God. What yeah, we're blanking name? on his name, and I just name people on Sportsnet who are infinitely more rec- remember memorable than than the guy who's been doing NBC sports. Like, and listen, that's not to say they don't have some some good people there. I think Catherine Tappan does a good job. I even think the person whose name I'm forgetting right now does a good job, but is it memorable? No, it's not. You no, know, I, you do wonder I, if <laughs> if they could uh, poach some, maybe poach some announcing talent. I don't know how that'll how that will end up. If maybe you know, especially with some some people like t- the Tarikos and the Michelettis of the world, you know, when they do their thing here and there. But um, but yeah, ultimately, it's just not memorable. It's just it's just all it's just it feels all like window dressing. It doesn't feel like they put their stamp on it, and that's my biggest gripe. I think. Right, and it's the same analytical points they make every game against with with every team. And you just there isn't a learning component to it where I feel like if if I watch, you know, ESPN, I think they did Thursday night football like you do learn something about the players when they do the sit down one on one interviews that are only a few minutes long, a few minutes long. You do learn something about that player. You know, you'll learn, you know, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you have roots here in, you know, Arizona. You, you know, you had one of your biggest games of your career. And they highlight a game in college where, you know, he went off for, you know, six touchdowns. I mean, I'm just making that up off the top of my head. It's probably not true. But you do, like, learn. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that he did that in college. That's pretty cool. You know, I, I want to see them sit down and talk about, you know, um, you know, it, you know, you come from, you know, a junior hockey program. You know, how is that different from, you know, the regular NCAA hockey that, you know, maybe the American audience is not used to? Like, I want to see that. I want that spoken about and i think you're a thousand percent right um you know another question that i kind of have that like parallels this is that you know given the nature of nhl players and and just the the dryness sometimes that a lot of these players do have especially the stars do you think is espn capable of creating uh that you know bridge between leagues that you know uh to bring out these you know nhl personalities or do you think it's still going to have that old school mentality where it's like, uh, you know, we before me and, you know, which which is great to have in the locker room. But when you're trying to grow the, the game and, and grow the brand, you kind of need individual personalities to drive, drive the league. And, uh, you know, the, I feel like hockey has been so hesitant and so, uh, you know, dumbfounded when, you know, they put these players in these positions and they fail. So, um you know, do you think ESPN is capable of kind of breaking that mold? I mean, I do, because I just you see it already with their coverage of the NBA and college basketball and co- honestly, and college football. It's it's maybe a little bit different. It still tries to kind of with respect to the league is covering it. Maybe it tailors it to that. But at the same time, they do a good better. They just do a flat out better job highlighting what not just who's important, but showing you why they're important, where NBC just kind of tells you Sidney Crosby, so important leader, Pittsburgh Penguins. It just, you know, and then flash a little montage of him holding a stick behind his back, looking at a, a slow-mo camera in a room with a bunch of flashbulbs, which does nothing. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't like, it just doesn't get to the root of why these guys are personalities or why they're important or hell, even if they, like even if you're you're not you don't have the most, Connor doesn't have the most personality in the world, but then 
I just I want to see more things about you could they, they just say oh Connor McDavid was so good again and here's a like why how he was good last night which is great he went this many miles per hour it's like wow that's really fast instead of like just show me a highlight package of all the times Connor McDavid has absolutely walked people all year set to music and just be like this guy I don't know like you, you have to doctor it up that's your job it's not you know Connor right. I mean he gives you, you the highlights you put them together make him walk What's you up? through those moments you know what I mean like all right, we're going to slow it down here. Like, what's your thought process? Like, when you're coming down one-on-one a defenseman, how do you see the game? Why do you see this game so different? Like, and then, you know, maybe he will open up and be like, oh, well, you know, I I saw that, you know, the other defenseman was, uh, you know, committing to, you know, my, you know, my teammate. So I knew it was going to be a one-on-one situation. And, uh, you know, I, I saw his stick positioned. And at that point, I knew I could, you know, break to the outside. And, and once he, you know, turned, I knew I could cut then like back into the middle and stuff like that. Like, like have these guys walk you through it. I mean, how many times do you watch ESPN on or just any NFL coverage where, you know, they show a play, a ridiculous play like um, uh, who was it? Who's the quarterback of Arizona? Uh, Murray, Kyler Murray. And, you know, that uh, the Hale Murray pass. And you're like, what is he th- like? What were you thinking there? And he like breaks it down. It's like. I felt pressure to the left. I knew I had to get rid of the ball. Um, you know, did you think he was going to be open? He was like, ah, I knew I had a chance and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm fascinated by that. I may not like the sport as much as hockey, but it fascinates me when you see the best in the world at their sport kind of walk you through their mentality of these big plays and like these highlight reels that you're going to see for the rest of your life on, on you know, every Super Bowl and every, you know, playoff you know, you're going to see these highlights and, and, you know, we all see the Connor McDavid highlight reels. Every hockey fan has seen it. Now I kind of want them analyzed. I want them broken down. I want to hear from, you know, uh, you know, I want to hear from McDavid talk about that type of stuff. What's up, y'all, and greetings from the hockey city of Smashville, home of the Nashville Predators, and home to a new hockey podcast, the Catfish and Ice Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Join hosts Chad Benton, Rich Howe, and Colin Bluen every week as we bring to you hard-hitting and unfiltered Nashville Predators hockey analysis, while also diving into the entertainment and music world here in Music City. We have a lot of fun doing it, now is the time to join us for the ride, hockey fans. New episodes of the Catfish and Ice podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Download the Catfish and Ice podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Even beyond that, and this is something that Pete has almost been said as a joke ever since it happened, and even they've brought it up ad nauseum, but the fact that the punditry at espn's disposal uh i mean we might get to hear Stephen a smith rant about something with hockey even if it's you know he kind of plays up the fact that he's like he knows nothing about it but he's like getting in on board with it and even if he doesn't know what he's talking about it's still more interesting to hear him talk about this shit half the time than it would be some of the, the thing NBC sports has been doing for forever. You know, yes, uh, I, I mean, I can tell, take him in small doses, but you know, I would pay money for him to be between the benches at like a hockey game. 
like at the playoffs. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? And just him, throw like, out something inflammatory. Around? Yeah, like him, like, like going on the bench like Pierre did, and being like, you know, that, I don't know, hey Barry, what, you know, what's going on? Like, 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 you know, like, what's the game plan going into the first? And him just like not really knowing like what anything you know Trotz is saying. I mean, like, but or what about? Yeah, but what about things our fans might be thinking but are afraid to say? What if it's a it's a national game night on a Wednesday night? Right. It's, you know, the, it's the national game for the week, and it's Penguins Capitals. And let's say Ovechkin has a goal in the first, and he said, "Am I the only one who's going to say it? Am I the only one who's not afraid to say it?" Yeah. It's like the facts are the facts. Alex Ovechkin has been more productive into his older age than Sidney Crosby. He is a like, whatever. He's a more whatever, more generational, better player than Sidney Crosby. Whether he's right, wrong, what informed or not, it doesn't matter. He'll say these things, and then people will get up in arms, and they'll be engaged and tune in, either for whether, whether it's out of anger or disregard, or or like you know our friend the hockey troll who will be literally slob- salivating over himself hearing Stephen A. say this. Like, uh, yeah, it's just it's just they, the, you know, it's just and even just the the panel that they have for the national you know for the nba just there it's you know it's just those personalities that help shine the game and just add some dimension to it and it just it helps integrate the feeling of the fans being engaged with it which is ultimately which the nhl has lacked they've lacked that feeling of you know, I think the other leagues have done a much better job of integrating, or and or I should say, their their uh, maybe their service providers, I should say, have done a better job of integrating the small market radio call and feel, but on a national platform, where it's like you can be yelling at something, you know, when Shaq and and Charles Barkley are arguing over something stupid, and you can also be yelling at your TV. You know what I mean? But the, the, NH- the NHL doesn't have that. So it's so NBC Sports, their coverage was just so saccharine and sterile. And that's just they have such a big chance here just to catch up in terms of, like you said, with the personality, injecting some personality into it uh, and just, yeah, just having it be more accessible for the fans. Uh, another point is that, I mean, NHL TV, how expensive is that? I mean, ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, I think it's still cheaper than NHL TV, technically. And you get so much more for it than just National Hockey League games. So, and that's the thing. If you're already on that, if you're, and again, it might be a little bit please like my sport, but just having fans who maybe haven't tuned in to just, oh, I'm not a hockey person. And it's just literally right there and they click it and they're just like, oh, this is actually way cooler than I thought. Like, and it's done. But again, when you're on NBC Sports and you can only watch either on that channel, which barely anyone gets, uh, you know, they get NBC, but they don't get NBC Sports or just the NBC Sports Go app or whatever it is. It's just, yeah, no one who no one owns either unless they really like golf or horse racing, I guess. Um, Yeah, it's just a win win. So, I mean, I say all this and it could it could be an abject failure and just be kind of this more of the same. But at the same time, it just it just seems on paper. You know, I feel like and, that's probably more likely than not. But, um, you know, I, I also do want to ask you, too, like yeah. with, you know, the the NHL the way it is right now, um, I feel like they've obviously COVID has screwed up a lot of things, but they've kind of steered away from actual rivalries. And they, you know, the, the the idea of rivalry in hockey has been watered down so much because, you know, it's, you know, Wednesday night rivalry night and they'll have, you know, the Rangers and Buffalo and it's like, yeah, they played a, a big game a few years ago, but I wouldn't exactly call them rivals. Like, 
they have a history in the playoffs a little bit, but not really. And like they just called every game a rivalry night and it was just kind of, you know, blah, you know. So, uh, you know, looking at, you know, the way the NHL is right now, do you think ESPN will steer into a direction with these national televised games and kind of embrace a little bit of rivalry? Like, you know, an Edmonton Calgary game in prime time, you know, will they, you know, talk about the history of these players hating each other? And, you know, will they, you know, talk about that hit, you know, that, um, uh, oh my God, why is his name? Uh, the Kachuk hit on, um, Cassian. Like, it's just, you know, I just feel like the NHL is so afraid to embrace this, you know, ri- heated rivalry, whereas they're not in, in the other sports. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I think we do, and it's weird because, like you said, it's kind of definitely more, the, the NHL is inherently a more uh, physical and violent league than those, the, other, yeah, the other leagues. And things get heated a lot more and it should be in there. I mean, listen, you don't want to, you don't want, it's one thing when it's, it's kind of empty and fabricated, which has been kind of the victim of the past of Wednesday night rivalry night where they, they take things that aren't rivalries and try to make it, which is, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because it's did, I really felt they, to your point, they really, the actual rivalries didn't really get played up that much. You know, no. because they're like, oh, Calgary. They, well, a is like, oh, Calgary is a, in a market that doesn't is not does not benefit us, <laughs> and you know maybe the Kings do, but they're rebuilding, so they just didn't. They're like, all right, we're not really going to talk about that. Whereas I think ESPN would say, I don't care where the team is located. Like, if you turn it on and you see this type of stuff going on, you're going to want to watch. And I think there might might be, especially if they're. I think ESPN, especially if it's more of an experiment, to your point, or if they're if they're looking to draw eyes to it, I think they would be more reticent to say, or excuse me, I keep using that wrong. Excuse me, they'd be less reticent to say, uh, no, we can't show a either a battle of Alberta game or Calgary, you know, Dowdy versus Kachuk because it's like the mark the markets don't line up with what our our ad numbers say. You know, we have to show. Yet again, it's Flyers, Pittsburgh, even though the Flyers have been terrible and inept all season and Pittsburgh is just kind of coasting their way to to the playoff spot. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. And I just felt like that's what you would get even every Wednesday. Like like Wednesday night, like that game should be must watch hockey. And it and it's not like it, it's gotten to the point where I've seen Washington and Pittsburgh. I, I've seen, you know. Uh, you know, the blues and Chicago. Like I've seen this like played out so many different times that it, it's kind of just, it's numb. It's numbing. Like, and it, they kind of lost its luster the way the NHL is, you know, they, they sucked all the fun out of like these actual rivalries. You know, I, I really enjoyed it when these teams like genuinely hated each other. Now it's kind of like, oh, here we go. Washington and Pittsburgh. Oh, you know, Boston. Like there, there's no reason to like, we need to like, and I know you can't, it's got to be organic at the end of the day. I do understand that, but there's got to be some way to kind of create it through just exposure, like start it, like start the, like the lighter, like light the fuse. And then hopefully it sparks into something, you know, like genuine, like Boston and Montreal should be rivals, you know, Rangers and Devils and Rangers Islanders, Devils Islanders, like that should be, you know, they should be rivals. They should hate each other. And I feel like 
you know, the way NBC set it up, they just never really embraced anything like that. And uh, it, it kind of made hockey stale, especially, you know, the nationally televised games that were supposed to be so important. I don't know if you agree with that, but um, no, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's it's going to be tough. And, you know, I do think the NHL is they're guinea pigs here. And I think what you're going to see with the streaming is uh, that's ultimately what this is all about. It's like, can we successfully shift uh, over the next oh God, they would they sign for like eight years or something? Can we successfully shift the NHL into a more streamable league and then what kind of success do we have with it and you know where do we go from here with the other leagues i do think espn is definitely heading in that direction uh i believe thursday night amazon prime just bought thursday night football so in a couple of years you'll only be able to watch thursday night football through the amazon prime app so again it's just like one of those things where it's slowly heading in that direction and i think you know espn is going to start manipulating things pretty quickly just to get a feel of how things will work uh, in, uh, in the streaming world uh, for professional sport. Uh, another, you know, kind of area I kind of want to get into is that, you know, I do think ESPN has an opportunity to kind of bridge the gap of old viewers and newer viewers. Do you think we will see uh, a tip of the hat to the the old ESPN, uh, you know, and the NHL, uh, you know, with the the funny commercials. I thought they did a great job, you know, with their analysts and the commercials and, you know, Clement, Clement, Hands of Cement, uh, you know, just the, <laughs> the New Jersey devil in the elevator uh, where he gets in and he goes, you know, we're going down and he's just like, I'll, I'll wait for the next one. Like, I do think yeah. like they were brilliant with that. Do you think they, they bring that back? Yeah, for the, the all those this is Sports Center commercials. Yeah, uh, I would because they were well received. The you know my memory is a little fuzzy, so sometimes they bleed over with some of the commercials that Fox had when they had the NHL rights um, with you know uh, Messier and the odd couple with Messier and Gretzky. Oh or yeah, the, you know them playing chess. So not those, but but yeah, like the Ovechkin. Uh, secret Russian agent one or the Lundquist interpreting the uh, Swedish the chef. chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, I think it would be, it would be great, especially because those are the things like you have players like David Pasternak, which huge personalities who would be perfect for this type of stuff or Austin Matthews, uh, you know, have something with Austin Matthews, like talking to Justin Bieber on the telephone or something, you know what I mean? They're buddies. It just, yeah, I just, I think the biggest thing is that with this deal is that you can highlight these players and you can also, if you need to give them the rub, you can have them rub shoulders with, uh, maybe stars from the other leagues. Maybe, like I said, just give them the rub, you know, if you, especially because considering you can facilitate all these things and it's in the best interest of everyone, especially if it's a package, like, if it's like, you know, the whatever you're announcing your next lineup for the upcoming, you know, year for the 20, you know, for 2022, and then you have just whoever you want to, yeah, whoever you want to put out from each one person from each league, you know, and, and McDavid's up there with them, then he's instantly a big deal because you're like, you're like, oh, because it's like, you know, you see KD and you see. Yeah, you see LeBron or you see KD and you see him rubbing shoulders with, you know, McDavid standing up there and 
I don't know who else you'd want to put. Maybe Austin Matthews, just because he's Amer- you know American, uh, but he's also a place for a Canadian team, which would kind of appease both markets. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just these are they can facilitate these things. So, but yeah, they can. Like I said, I keep keep for me, it keeps coming back to just having a personality. The league lacks it; it needs it. And if the the, the personality it does has just doesn't get highlighted enough. So. That's kind of their job. You ha- and it's tough because you have to. You don't want to be like you said. You don't want to be too goofy because right. you get the wrong. You, that can be um, distorted or warped into something that hurts it r- instead rather than helps it. But um, yeah, let it show personality, but then make sure that when it's you're highlighting the game, it's different. You know what I mean? It's, it has an air of this is important or this is a struggle or this is a battle and this game is great. You know or whatever. Just the it's just, and just NBC has only done a. You know, I, I'd argue maybe they've done a they've done a pretty good job with playoffs, and a lot of that is, you know, Doc helps with the pageantry or whatever. But at the same time, it's there's a lot of ways in which it could be better. Uh, and again, I know at his age, I think I I know Clement is officially essentially retired, right? And Gary Thorne's yeah. going to be what eighty goddamn years old. But you know, even if you get get him just to do important games or a, a playoff game here and there or the Cup final or whatever. Like can't imagine just that, <laughs> and I think that's another thing is that the, not, and that's not to say that NBC doesn't have a staff that is is passionate about hockey, but you know whether whether you love them or hate them, like Bucciagross might rub some people the wrong way, but it's like that he's clearly super passionate about hockey, and it kind of radiates them. And then as for the you know the Melrose, uh, Linda Cohn, Emily Kaplan, and Wyshynski and Linda Cohn, yeah, like these people love hockey, and you know they might rub you the wrong way, but they have personality too. You know what I like mean? Linda and Cohn dressed, uh, tried out for the Florida Panthers in terms of being a goaltender. I yeah, know she lo- she, she, you know, did it she for content, loves, but she, she loves, loves hockey, the game. and she yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing is that I think that their staff, because you know, that's what they say, it's like, oh, it's going to get buried there. It's like, I don't think they spent all this money to bury it. You know, they're not, uh, they're not just trying. I, it's, it's definitely not a league that you put out there if you just want their, I, I think if anything, they, they bought it because like you said, they could get their fingers in it as opposed to maybe some of the other leagues where like when you get the NBA, Adam, you trust Adam Silver, you like it kind of runs itself. It it markets itself as well as it can. You just have to have have to help it along. Where the NHL is a little bit more, yeah, it it could the growth potential well, is there, which I think is why the it was such a needs good get, help, from, especially at the price they got it from. Right. I mean, the league needs help yeah. with marketing. It needs help with growing, and they're going to allow, hopefully, allow ESPN to kind of take control. And it it's not like it can get worse. Like it cannot get worse. So I think you know ESPN. It's almost like a free shot for them to take a league and kind of grow it. And you know, let's be honest. I mean, they're they're not the NFL, they're not the NBA, they're not the MLB. And I don't care which direction you think those leagues might be trending in terms of popularity and, you know, obviously the UFC is gaining a bunch of popularity too. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the NHL needs, you know, a kick in the ass uh, you know, to get going to catch up with these other leagues in terms of, you know, personnel and and just knowing who these people are and uh, creating a, you know, uh, creating a brand in which people are like excited to see. And, you know, it, it's tough. Like you saw with NBC sports, it just, sometimes it just gets stale. And, um, you know, I, I hope ESPN kind of heads into a different direction where, um, you start developing, you know, uh, 
you start developing the players in terms of personalities, in terms of storylines. I think there's a million stories to be told in the NHL, and none of them are even discussed. And, you know, I, I really do think that, you know, like the NFL, where you have, you know, the quarterback is kind of the star, there is no reason why they can't highlight a player on every single team and just really make that person stand out as like the leader of the team. Like, you know, looking at, you know, even okay, I hate doing it, Pittsburgh and Washington with Ovechkin and Crosby, but like, does a, a casual hockey fan, if they watched NBC Sports, would they actually learn anything about those players? They would learn nothing other than they're no, the they best learn, they learn they their name see. and what they look, maybe what they look like, and right with maybe some random. But you don't, I don't think you get the sense of whatever, you know, Cross Sid the kid, the phenom, or Alex, you know the Russian machine never break uh, Ovechkin. You know what I mean? I don't think, but ESPN, uh, you can, I think they can, they can translate that. Uh, And listen, I think, I don't think it'll be all at once. I definitely think it'll be smaller to start out, but if this can be a fruitful relationship off the bat, I think it can definitely grow there. And that's the thing. I think they, we say it all the time that, you know, players, even though the game of hockey inherently is a game you know it's 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 we over me we do see more personality or players starting to show their personality more you know with the younger guys coming into the league and and for the guys that don't who but who are still excellent players it's like yeah i mean it's i don't think there's any uh outlet better to really at least highlight why despite being you know maybe a little bit insular or just kind of that that they're absolute you know flat out dominant players to watch you know and that's the balance and you have guys to can you can put your poster and out for the personality even uh, even though he's also obviously an excellent player as well but then you can just put your mcdavid out for your you know jaw on the floor moments too so you have your cake and eat it too Right. Well, I have one more question for you. And uh, it's kind of obviously New York Rangers related. You know, how badly do you think ESPN, you know, wants the New York Rangers to not only be good, but to make it to the Stanley Cup finals? Um, You know, they were electric when they played the Kings. Uh, I really do think with the way the Rangers are built right now, they could be good, obviously, for the next decade. You know, how lucky and how much do you think ESPN is looking at the New York Rangers and thinking, and and even like the Montreal, you know, with that market being so big or not Montreal, uh, Toronto, you know, with those markets being so big and having those teams, you know, hopefully being at the top of the, the standings and, and running deep into the playoffs. You know, how excited do you think ESPN is with some of these teams uh, with up and coming rosters? Yeah, I mean, it's no it's no secret that I mean, there's a reason that literally it feels like uh, NBC Sports was covered the Blackhawks ad nauseum for the last decade because they were in a major market, the original six team, and they were at their peak and they were, you know, a dynasty, you know, technically in terms of winning the three cups. So, yeah, I mean, so you can imagine we remember the fervor when, you know, New York and LA met each other in the Stanley Cup final, because again, if you're trying to get casuals and you're like, my game is not on, let me turn on the guide or whatever. And it says, you know, if it's uh, this is no offense, but if it says San Jose, uh, Vancouver, you know, game six, you're probably not going to turn it on. But 
even if you don't watch hockey and it says New York, LA game, whatever, you're going to turn it on. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, snap. It just has, a, it just hits different, you know? So, yeah, I think they would be, they'd definitely be stoked. Uh, you know, if, uh, also, if you think about it right now, LA is, uh, well, the, the Blackhawks should be rebuilding, although they're kind of kicking their feet about it, uh, even though they went on a little run early, but now they've kind of slipped off a bit because Lankinen's come back to earth. And that's their mistake. They really shouldn't, uh, you know, yeah, I know the players were upset about it, but that's a whole thing. That's a whole nother podcast. But <laughs> yeah, listen, they need their original six teams and their major. Mar- you want your Bruins to be good. You want your your Rangers to be good. You want your Blackhawks to be good. Uh, yeah. And you want your teams with the star, your star players to be good. So you want you want Edmonton to be good because of McDavid. You know what I mean? Because it's hard enough for you to put to want to air team, you know, that team for that market on your national program if they're not good if it was you know if it was Edmonton a few years ago even if McDavid was on it you're like eh, I don't know they're not going to make the playoffs and yes they have the best player in the league but yeah it's still not enough or 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 anyway it wouldn't be for you know NBC but the same thing is like I don't care how much New Orleans struggles they'll be like switching to the NBA they'll show it and they'll pump so much Zion and you know and Lonzo down your throat until you're accept it you know what I mean Right, like it doesn't matter if they're bad. This, you know, these two are the future. Like, look how dominant this young man is. You know what I mean? Like, and I think ESPN is smart enough to do that. Well, I I hope they are. And you know, obviously, it's exciting for you know all hockey fans to kind of have that nostalgia back, and uh, you know, just see a new, fresh start for the NHL, and and not have to deal with hopefully Pierre and just the the you know the kind of the repetitive goofy nonsense that you saw sometimes and just the the coverage being so bland and just you know even if it was flavorful in the beginning you just ate that meal so much that uh you're just you know desperate for something new even if it was uh wasn't as good so you know i'm certainly very excited um you know there's so many questions obviously still i think that only time will will answer and you know hopefully in a few years we'll look back at and say, you know, wow, ESPN, you know, is definitely doing a great job. Uh, you know, I'm glad I can just, you know, buy Disney Plus and get all these games. And, you know, it, it should be fun. It should be a fun, you know, next few seasons. I think it's seven or eight years. I think seven. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm excited. I, I know you are too, Andy. So uh, any, you know, closing thoughts to kind of wrap this one up? Um, I don't have any closing thoughts because instead uh, I'm just going to put in some sound clips of Gary Thorne absolutely losing his mind. And that's how we're going to close this one out. So enjoy one of the best hockey commentators of all time going crazy. And hopefully we see him again in the future. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.